be in First John chapter three. And I'll read the entire chapter, um, whether we get through the whole thing or not, I'm not sure, but we'll read it. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whatsoever cometh of sin transgresseth, committeth sin, rather, transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and killed his brother. And why killed he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, If the world hate you, we know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. By this perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his compassions from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. 
And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit whom he hath given us. May God add his blessing to the reading of the Word of God. Well, we find that this passage, though a little lengthy, has some wonderful truths in it that we can all relate to, understanding that uh, the world does not know you nor understand your service for Christ because they know not Christ. And this is, uh, this is the biblical answer to why so many people are against Christianity, because they know not the Son of God. And we understand that um, we fall in that same area of being outside of the friend of the world, because those who are friends of the world are at enmity with God. We also find that to be known as children of God, we must do the works of righteousness. Do the works of righteousness, because we find that, of course, only those who do the works of righteousness are truly known as the sons of God or children of God. And that, uh, therefore, our, um, our heart should be to serve Christ and to do those things which are called works of righteousness, even as we are ordained unto good works, as Ephesians 2.10 tells us. And then lastly, as children of God, we should not be surprised if the world hate us. Well, there's a lot of uh, hate going on, it seems, today. And some of it is mislabeled, of course. Um, If you stand for the truth, they will say you hate them. But then there is a a lot of hate going on, which we know, which is other than standing for the truth. It is just pure evil that many are doing, as we have noted that um, Hamas has massacred many in the name of their cause. And there are many, even in the United States today, who think that they are doing somehow a good thing by standing up uh, in in their cause. But we know that it is not true. Well, we find that uh, true righteousness and true godliness is to live for Christ and it is to serve him and there will be many who will hate us for it. Well, we find that uh, John speaks about this matter here in uh, chapter 3. He says, little children... We are to love one another. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Well, of course we find that to be true, um, even from the very beginning of the writings 
of John in John chapter 1, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Uh, Jesus uh, was not well received in his own day. There were many who did not uh, like what he had to say, did not even like what he did. Even though he was doing good, they did not like it. They were rather against the, the word of God that Jesus was speaking. And uh, so it is that we see here that um, those who are the children of God are to be known uh, by the things that they do as as well. So um, all our doings of righteousness is an indication that we are on the right track and that we need to continue to do that works of righteousness which God has required of us. And the world will, of course, um, uh, hate us for it. And uh, it only shows that they do not know the Lord God which we serve. Verse 2, Beloved, now are we the children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Well, um, at least on one occasion, uh, Jesus appeared to a couple of people on the road to Emmaus. And they didn't recognize him. And so his uh, earthly appearance after his resurrection was changed. And I read recently of another account. I don't know if it was uh, similar to the same or not, but he appeared in, in another form and they didn't recognize him. I don't, know, I don't remember where the reference is now, but I, when I read it, I said, Oh, he appeared again and they didn't re recognize who he was. It might have been when he appeared to the disciples and they didn't recognize him when he was in their midst or something. Um, I can't quite remember. But, um, uh, you know, it's interesting. We Perhaps each of us have, a, have an idea of what Jesus looks like. But it's only conjured up probably from some art or photo rendering, some kind of an artistic rendering. And we think Jesus looks like that particular type of thing. When in reality, uh, he doesn't at all. Um, so we, we recognize that God has, uh, uh, has to, he will reveal himself to us. Jesus will reveal himself to us in the, in the form uh, which is appropriate when we see him. And we shall know him when we see him as he is. We shall, um, just like the two on the road to Emmaus, when Jesus was ready to reveal himself to them, they knew him. But they didn't know him until he was, he was ready to do so. Um, and this, this would be the same. Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. We don't even know what we're going to be like, do we? Um, but we know that when he shall appear... We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So in that glorified state, in that state of um, immortality rather than mortality, in that state where corruption has been put off and incorruption has been put on, God has a particular appearance for us to be in. And the same as he is in. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even 
as he is pure. And in other words, it is that, it is that uh, truth that uh, gives us the greatest amount of clarity as to the reality of our condition, which we will be in when we see Christ. It is because of that hope that we have in him. And we all long for it. Uh, Beulah land, or dwelling in Beulah land. Well, I suppose Beulah land to the Old Testament Jew was Canaan. Canaan land. But uh, to us as Christians, it will be the celestial city. <laughs> it will, in other words, it will be a heaven to us. Um, and uh, so we will enjoy that. And well, I know they, we, we may be in the millennial part of uh, the disposition of heaven that God wants to show us first, but um, there is, a, there is a, a city of God coming down out of heaven that it talks about. Um, I haven't got all this figured out, and probably we'll have to wait to see just exactly what things look like in that day. But we know it is true, and that true truly does purify us even as we are pure in Christ. Whatsoever com- oh, see, whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And so the sons of God are, are contrasted here with those who are not the sons of God. They are rather of, uh, of the evil one. They're not the children of God, they're the children of the devil, if you will. And, and so we know that, um, at verse 5, And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sin, and in him is no sin. Um, it, perhaps you've heard somebody say, Oh, Jesus could have sinned if he wanted to. I think that's quite an impossibility. How can God sin? You know, uh, Jesus was the, was the God in human flesh. God cannot sin. Jesus could not sin either. Um, he may have gone through many a temptation as Satan tried to tempt him there, but yet he did not sin, and he would not. Um, he came to do the will of the Father, and he completed, of course, that will. And so we find that um, he had no sin in him, no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Of course, it's not saying that we're perfect. He's just saying Christ has taken our sin. So if we abide in him, we have not the judgment of sin upon us. Christ, Christ has taken that for us. So whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Um, is not committed to sin, is not living sin, the, the sin of his former life. He is not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, it says in verse 6, hath not seen him, neither known him. They have not seen him, they don't know him, they are not of him, and they dwell in sin. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth Righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And so now we, we find that um, though the world 
the world does not know us, nor understand us, because they are not of us, they're not as children of God. Uh, to be known as children of God, we then must do the works of righteousness. And so he says, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And so what righteousness do we have but the righteousness of Christ? And we find that is our righteousness. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Well, there it is, uh, right from the very book of Genesis. Uh, the devil did sin from the very beginning, and uh, we find that uh, he fell from, from his position uh, and uh, landed right in the midst of paradise, and there he began his great evil uh, conspiracy against God. Uh, and uh, we find that the scripture is clear. He that committeth sin is of the devil, and from the, from, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So there it is again. Jesus did come to destroy the works of the evil one. But we know that he has, uh, he has continued to war against God uh, all through the ages. And uh, he thought he was going to win at the cross, but it only brought Jesus closer to victory over the evil one. And so when he cried that it is finished, uh, he made that statement that he had completed and fulfilled the very plan and purposes of God uh, for redemption. But he died for the sins of the world, and he rose again for the justification and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And so, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. In verse 9, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. His seed now, what does the word seed refer to? Well, I would think in this particular case is probably referring to that seed wherein we are born of God. And, uh, and so we find that uh, uh, when, when Christ does his work in the heart of the believer, uh, his seed uh, remains, whosoever is born of God committeth not sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. Born once, we die twice. Born twice, we die once. As we know that uh, those who are born once will die uh, in the lake of fire. That is, uh, they'll be thrown into the lake of fire and suffer eternal damnation. But those who are born twice, born once of the flesh and another of the spirit, John chapter 3, they will not face eternal damnation in the lake of fire, but rather they are truly born of God. And to be, be born of God then is to be in Christ. In verse 10, in this the children of God are manifest, 
and the children of the devil. So here is the two. Either one is born of God or one is not. And uh, so if you're born of God, you're the child of God. If you're born of the devil, uh, then you're of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So now he brings into another element of the equation here, uh, saying that uh, whosoever doth not do, doth, doeth not righteousness is not of God. And then completes the thought by saying, neither he that loveth not his brother. So, in other words, we, we're called to love our brother. That is, uh, we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. The, we're to love as God would have us to love other people. And that the uh, that that love, especially to the brethren, ought to be fully manifest. Uh, and we find that if we love the brethren, then we'll be more apt to give the gospel of the grace of God unto the world. We won't be selfishly hiding it away. Uh, so this is, uh, in this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God neither he that loveth not his brother. In verse 11, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. So there again, he, he brings it right out in the open, and he says that this message was taught to the disciples, the only disciples, and it is one that he is re, uh, reaffirming here uh, to us, as John was among the disciples, when um, he was a younger man, no doubt. Now, uh, at this particular time in, in history, how old might he have been? Uh, well, he's getting along at many years, isn't he? This writing is somewhere around 90 to 95 AD, so we see he's later in life, uh, for sure. And... Uh, um, he'd been on that on that journey of, of following Christ for many, many years. For this is the message, verse 11, that ye heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Um, and then, of course, the verse 12 is a, a reminder to us, um, a part of the Genesis uh, teaching, uh, that Cain's works were not righteous works at all in the book of Genesis. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one. And it comes right out and John says that he, well, he was of the wicked one. If he's not righteous, then he's of that wicked one. And killed his brother. He murdered his brother. And why killed he him? him? And this is the reason he gives. Because his own works are evil. And his brother's righteous. So um, that's pretty plain there that uh, John, by the Holy Spirit, recognized that Cain were do was doing these works which were not of God, but rather they were of the evil one. And there are many, of course, that do that, that do those works which are of the evil one. And then thirdly, in the latter part of the chapter here in verses 13 to 24, 
as children of God, we should not be surprised if the world hate us, hates us. And so he begins in verse 13, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. Um, you know, sometimes we perhaps feel that we don't deserve to be mistreated or disliked or hated or, you know, can't un quite understand why the world doesn't like the church or like the gospel. Uh, but th there's many who, of course, do not, and they... They truly, if they know not God, then they are children of the devil. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 indicates that all those who were not born of God, not quickened by the Spirit, are children of disobedience, it says. They're not of, of God, they're rather of the evil one. And... Uh, we find that in this world today that um, there are many who want to get rid of the Christian. They want to get rid of us. Um, we, we're standing in the way of uh, their globalistic uh, ideology, their gender um, transitioning from one person to another, their immoral lifestyle with LBG, XYZ, and a few more thrown in. Um, we're standing in the way of their one world globalism, their one world bank, their one world religion, uh, their one world leader, ultimately. We're standing in the way of all of that. And God, God means for us to stand in the way of all of that. He means for us to stand for the truth uh, and to fortify our faith and to seek to win others to Christ. Um, so he says, don't marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. And he says, brethren, so he's talking here to his brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. We love the brethren. That is, God has given us that love one for another in Christ. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. The love which God means for us to have, um, as he spoke about there in verse 10, in this the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So we're supposed to love uh, the brethren and abide in Christ rather than in death. Verse 15, whosoever hateth his brother is what? A murderer. And so here is Cain, you know, he's that murderer because he hated his brother. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. And of course the scripture supports that elsewhere too, doesn't it? As in the book of Revelation, it talks about murderers and various immoral people and those that lifestyle of those that are against God and that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And uh, so greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Uh, verse 16, By this perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 
And so our, our model, the model of example or example we follow is that of Christ. And we find that Christ uh, did love us and that we are to love the brethren. Verse 17, But whosoever hath this, uh, this, this world's goods, and seeth his brother in need, and shutteth up his compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? And so we find that the compassion which we are to show is a compassion of love to our brother in Christ. And, uh, you know, not to say that we aren't to do charitable things toward the world outside, uh, but we owe our first allegiance to loving the brethren. Well, the early church was, was uh, very much like that. They sold their goods and, and gave the money to the uh, apostles and they took care of uh, those who had need. Um, and uh, they didn't just go around distributing the money to anybody. Uh, they gave it to the apostles and they, they then distributed the money. Well, the early deacons, they took care of the women, didn't they? The Hellenistic women, those who were orphans and widows and so forth, uh, they, they took care of them. Um, and so the early deacons were involved in that sort of thing. Um, and I uh, find this is a good mark of those who uh, love God and keep his com commandments. But whosoever hath this world's goods and seeth his brother ha have need and shutteth up his compassions from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. So he says, don't just, don't just talk about it. Do it. <laughs> uh, so, um, when we have, when we see a brother in need uh, in Christ, then we're supposed to do what we can to to help them, and uh, and not just talk about something and not do it, uh, but in deed and in truth, in the very deeds of the works you do and the truth, and by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. So, in other words, it confirms our own faith. When we follow through with what God requires of us, it confirms that we are on the right track, and we're doing what God intends for us to do. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Uh, suppose then that it is going to be either one way or the other. If your hearts condemn you on this matter, you know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if your hearts do not condemn you on this matter, then we are to have confidence in God that we are doing that which God and requires us to do, in deed and in truth. Um, verse 22, And whatever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that we are pleasing, that are pleasing in his sight. And so when it comes to um, asking of God, we know that we are content with the answers he gives us. It doesn't necessarily mean we get everything we ever asked for. It means we get what we uh, uh, are privileged to receive at the hand of God. Um, 
You know, we don't have a blank check to write any kind of foolish request that we want. But if we're right of the right heart, right spirit before God, the very things that we ask for are the things that He will give to us according to His will. And we will be content with that because we keep His commandments. We keep His commandments. We're doing the very things He asks us to do. Why shouldn't God continue to watch over his, uh, his children. Uh, verse 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And so verse 23 really does capsulize it into two important areas. One, we must believe on the name of the Son of God, and we must love one another. We must love the brethren. Those are the two um, the, the two things that will uh, that will fortify our faith more than anything else in regards to um, the whole idea of living a life that is righteous before God and seeking to honor Him with our lives. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit whom he hath given us. By the Spirit he, he hath given us. Uh, whom he hath given us. So, that's, so the Spirit of God confirms within our spirit that we are the children of God as we follow his commandments that he gives to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to love one another as he gave us commandment and so as we keep these things we know that he dwelleth in us and, and he in him and by this we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit whom He hath given us. And so God would, would bless us. The world might not know us, but God knows us, and that's the one that counts. And so we find that uh, John, uh, of course, writes some very important and edifying words to the brethren. Shall we pray? Loving Father, bless we ask. Encourage us, Lord, in these things, that we might uh, believe on the only begotten Son of God, that we might love the brethren, that we might love the brethren in deed and in truth, and that we may stand against the world and uh, might not uh, in any way uh, give in to their compromise and pray that you would bless us, Lord, as we continue in righteousness for the glory of God. We give thanks and praise to you, our Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.